0: KSL's Live Life, Live Life with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Imagine that lifestyle, right? You're your absolute own boss. Everything you have comes from the work uh, of your own hands and back and discipline. Uh, I I very much enjoyed that last conversation with uh, Hannah and Daniel, the farmers from Ballerina Farm. If you want to hear that conversation again, what you can do is later today uh, go on to the KSLNewsRadio.com website, and we have a podcast page. You can listen to it there, uh, or of course, wherever you download your podcasts, either on your iPhone or your Android, uh, also available to you via the KSL News Radio app. And that's powered by any hour services. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Story uh, that ultimately leads to uh, a beautiful and successful farm right here in the state of Utah. A story that started at the Juilliard School of Dance out in New York City. Imagine that. Anyway, uh, moving on here, you've heard throughout the morning reference made, or in the afternoon reference made to. A conversation between Dave and Debbie, Debbie Janovic here on KSL News Radio this morning. That conversation with state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. As I listened to that, I was overwhelmed by uh, the, the remarkable frankness that Dr. Dunn brought to the conversation and of course the thorough questioning from Dave and Debbie. So what I want to do right now, while I have a few minutes with you, I want to walk through the conversation between uh, Dave and Debbie and Dr. Dunn because there are some uh, interesting revelations and some new understandings and insights, particular, particularly when it comes to what Dr. Dunn would do with her own family and her own children uh, as we look forward to the fall and whether or not uh, students here in the state of Utah will again be gathering in the classroom. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, walk through this conversation. The first topic was uh, after uh, the, the, we're a week now. If you remember, uh, passed a deadline that was outlined in a letter that Dr. Dunn wrote to state leaders. In that letter, uh, she indicated the need to reach an average of 200 cases daily, positive COVID cases, or we we would need to return statewide to an orange risk level. Here is her explanation of that.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, the first thing is that we, as a health department, definitely make our recommendations from a public health perspective. Um, And we've clearly not met that mark, but the good news is is that we are starting to see a plateau. It is a higher plateau um, with cases around, you know, five to 550 per day. But it is a good sign to see that plateau and we need to start seeing that decrease. And we know how to do it. We do it by wearing face coverings when we're out in public staying home when we're sick, and practicing physical distancing where possible.
0: Dr. Dunn was was then asked, what's your plan for getting us out of this pandemic?
1: Our plan from a public health perspective is to continue our strong work with contact tracing, um, testing everybody who needs a test, and making sure that people have the information at their fingertips to make the best decisions for themselves and their loved ones. And that includes you know, making sure we're wearing face coverings when we're out there. Um, The governor has had a strong message on this. Um, for, the, for the past several weeks, and we need to continue that. I think the other piece of this is, is definitely practicing physical distancing when possible. We want to make sure that our cases go from this plateau to a decline so that we can safely reopen our economy more and more.
0: Dr. Dunn there made reference to the governor's strong recommendations to wear a face mask. Now, how about this? Does it go far enough? She was asked this morning uh, by Dave and Dejanovic, do you support mandating masks.
1: That is definitely a governor decision um, and he has um, a strong favor towards local control but he's been really strong in both his messaging regarding masks and also has a strong personal example. I mean he wears a mask himself and I think we all should take that um, individual responsibility to help curb this epidemic. We all are part of the solution and I think that's a good thing is that we as individuals can save lives by wearing face coverings when we're out in public. Um, there's there's not a lot we can all do as individuals to save lives, but this is one of them. So we should take pride in that um, and, and do it as a matter of protecting our loved ones in our community.
0: Individual responsibility. You heard Dr. Dunn there use that phrase twice in responding to the question as to whether or not she supports mandating masks. She, of course, uh, reiterated the fact that it is a decision to be made only by the governor uh, and that his tendency is to defer down to the more local uh, of health jurisdictions as to whether or not those mandates do go in place. But Dr. Dunn, she said that phrase that I have been such a supporter of for so long now, uh, and that is individual responsibility or personal responsibility. We don't need to be mandated. We need to understand the value of our behavior. And in this context, wearing a mask has great value not only to our health, the health of our families, uh, but the health of strangers out in the community. The conversation continued. Uh, and this, uh, at this point, it turned to school children and the plans to open up in the fall. She was asked, Dr. Dunn, do the plans laid out to return students to school go far enough to protect our children?
1: Yeah, the school districts and our um, State Board of Education have engaged public health and um, infectious disease experts in their planning, so they've done a great job over the past month um, in really setting forth a good plan that um, allows for local variations based on what's going on um, in the individual jurisdictions. And I think that's really important. Um, I do know that they're relying a lot on their local health districts um, in order to develop the safest plan to bring our kids back to school we know that bringing our kids to school is so important for the kids and also our economy we need parents to be able to get out there and go to work as well and so ensuring the safety of kids staff teachers is definitely a priority
0: moving forward All right. Well, not exactly a straightforward answer there when asked if the plans laid out right now go far enough. But uh, this next question, which I'm so glad uh, it was asked, the question put to Dr. Dunn, are you comfortable sending your own kids to school?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been in touch with my kids' school and and they have a plan in place um, to protect the kids, the staff and the teachers. Um, My younger child has been going to daycare throughout this pandemic. Um, And I'm confident in the precautions that the leadership at the daycare and school have have taken in order to protect everybody. I think the the other piece of this is um, parents and caregivers taking responsibility as well. This is not the time to, you know, send your kid to school with a mild cough or a runny nose or, you know, give them some Tylenol um, right before. This is definitely the time to take those precautions and, and stay home with your kid if they have any mild illness at all.
0: I want to jump down to this last question now, and it is uh, it has to do with this recent Fourth of July weekend. Dr. Dunn was asked if she expects a spike in cases after the Fourth of July weekend.
1: Yeah, so we know that after Memorial Day, um, you know, about a week to two weeks after, we did see an increase in cases. Um, And we know anecdotally that more people were gathering um, and having close contact around Memorial Day. We're hoping that, you know, our message um, leading up to the July 4th around wearing face masks and really taking a lot of precautions around not having mass gatherings will not give us these this surge of cases that we experienced after Memorial Day.
0: So those are the hopes. We hope that uh, after the lessons learned from Memorial Day, after that spike that came subsequent to that holiday weekend, that after now the 4th of July, Uh, We had put some of those lessons into practice and that we will not see a similar spike as to the one we saw after Memorial Day. Uh, Those are my hopes. And I know that I I probably exercised a bit more caution this past weekend than I did uh, Memorial Day weekend. Anyway, we're going to take a break right now. Uh, We're going to set that aside. I hope you you got something from those uh, answers delivered to Dave and Debbie from Dr. Dunn. I know I did. Uh, And we're going to move on in the next segment. And we're going to look at a civics test. A civics test which is challenging a particular sector of Americans. I'll give you the details next.